Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. This is Dr. Craig Martin. You're listening to the Inside Connection on Blog Talk Radio. I'm here, as always, with my lovely co-host, Christina Martin. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. We're hitting the end of summer. Well, not the end, but mid part, I'd say. It's starting to get a little darker, a little faster, a little earlier. I'm noticing that. It's getting a little dark a little earlier, but those of you who know, we're live from Los Angeles, and we are going to be roasting by Friday and Saturday. So, (laughs) yes, we're in the shortening hours of daylight, but we are in the buildup of Southern California's heat. So that's a perfect segue into the the show topic tonight, which is that Mars is uh, square Pluto. And um, Mars is also, of course, square Saturn and Jupiter. And um, and it, it, it in Aries and the fact that it's going to go retrograde in Aries, it's making a very tense square angle because Aries and Capricorn are square to each other. So when we look up in the sky, uh, when we can see the stars, and again, for those of you who are out in the evening, you can see a beautiful Jupiter and Saturn. That's a beautiful Jupiter and Saturn right next to each other all night long. Those two bright stars, when you look south, moving across the southern sky all evening long. So anyway, Mars is in Aries, and it's square that conjunction, meaning it's making an exact 90-degree angle. And in this past week, it made a 90-degree angle to Pluto. Customarily, it's a very tense, um, angry, aggressive, particularly volatile combination of planets. Yeah, really rough because you have Mars, the ram, the one who wants to run through the fields and get those creative urges out there, uh, coming up against something that's a little bit more dark, a little bit more um, powerful. So there are definitely two power signs or power planets. Um, but and they're, and they're in power, they are in power signs because Mars rules Aries. So it's in its right. ruling energy, right? So when you think of why does Mars rule Aries, it's because rams will, will buck their heads until they, they make themselves unconscious. I mean, it's a very strong, willful willful Mm -hmm. sign and it's a very willful energy and the planet mars is of course the god of war so mars is connected to warring energy and um you know we certainly hope that it isn't going to lead to a literal war but that Mm. possibility is certainly always on the table as we move through the autumn of this year um i think this is the first pass And we know that Mars is going to be going retrograde in September. So we are going to have a second and third pass of uh, Mars making aspects to Saturn and Pluto. And um, during this first pass, um, I'd love to get your take on that. You know, just sort of, I feel like it's, it's like the loading phase, you know, like if, if we're, it's like the preparations, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, 
if, if we're going to war and figuratively, I suppose we are because there's a U.S. election and we're so polarized um, yes. that, that, that it feels like that, that kind of tension. So if, if this is the, the loading phase, I, I'd love to get your take on what are we really preparing for? What in, in the Mars Pluto alignment and you know, astrology reflects reality, not so much necessarily the other way around. Um, I I believe that. I believe that the the planets are a mirror of human intention. They're not the cause. I never blame blame a transit for anything that's happened in my life. The transit is just the mirror of what's going on for me at any particular time. So how do you feel about the three phases, particularly the first one, since that's the one we're in right now, between now and, and the second week of September? Yeah, right. I mean... Honestly, I uh, I feel like, you know, maybe it's going to be that idea that we are supposed to be out of this by now. Um, that type of uh, anger and upset, you know, we're now have some distance away from when COVID started. And we've seen a lot of other countries and how other people have handled it. So I know I can feel some anger with that. You know, why didn't we just do this? Why didn't we just do that? So there's that like ego kind of going up against the, you know, the higher powers or, or, or you know, the Pluto, Plutonian stronger. Um, I mean, with Pluto, you can't even really if you try to fight something that's plutonian, it just is not going to work out for you. It's just something that's stronger than you. So, yeah. But the idea of the grim reaper, you know, like it, it, it it carries the, 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 the weight of death on its shoulders, you know, it, 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 and, and it causes it, it, its function is to cause change, right? Mm -hmm. Its function is to cause change. What I see is also the, the idea, and you were talking about it a little, is the the idea that Aries represents the individual, mm-hmm. and Capricorn represents the authority figure, the mm-hmm. you know the the institution that that governs power, right? That's why yes. Capricorn is Capricorn is very patriarchal and powerful. Yeah. So here we That's have structure. Mars. Here we have Mars and Aries empowering the individual. And I think it goes both ways. We can talk about it in, in, in both directions, right? We can talk about how the individuals on the right feel like the institutional left is making them wear masks and that's making mm. them angry. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. My individual insti- freedoms. But the institutional right is telling us that we don't need to wear masks and that's making the individual left feel angry. And when we look at that in terms of say um, Black Lives Matter, it's the institutional right feeling like they can do what they want, whatever, with their justice system and the police force and the individual left Right, the individuals that are affected by it feeling like they need to become more angry. So it's happening mm. in both directions because there is institutional power on both sides. Right, of course. Right, of course. There is right. I mean, none of us at all would be wearing masks. Ever, if 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 
the present federal government had anything to say about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only reason the only reason that like the California school kids are not going back to school is because we have an institutionalized left in California. Yeah, our right? states, right? Exactly. So I think on both sides, there's a recipe for a lot of anger over what's perceived as authority figures that are telling people what to do that they don't want to do. It's on. It's on. It's, it's in. Yeah. It's in yes. both directions. So there, there. This is this is the the nature of the tension, is um, the anger and volatility and aggressiveness of Mars connected to its own natal sign Aries. It's, it's giving Mars a lot of a lot of firepower, and yes. Pluto is operating now in in institutionalized power Capricorn. Right. So its capacity to cause a lot of, you know, well, you see it, right? The person who doesn't wear the mask, he either breaks the arm of the girl that's working at the Walmart, you know, because she says put mm-hmm. a mask on. That's very Mars and Aries. Yes. That's a very Mars and Aries energy. But yeah. likewise, people motivated to loot businesses um, it, because they feel oppressed by the institutional right. Mm-hmm. right? In other words, the, the institutional right, left, we're, we're oppressing you with our masks, the institutional right, you're oppressing us with your, with your unfair justice system to uh, racial minorities. And so we're also angry. And we're going to go out, we're going to go, you know, we're going to, we're, we're not going to break the arm of the Walmart girl, but we're going to, you know, um, store exactly, and it, it, and that's that's the global level, and we're about to move into a season of that, a whole season of it, and um, you know, it may it may or may not be incredibly dramatic. We'll we'll see. I mean, I think a lot of people are expecting it to be fairly dramatic. There, you right. know. Um, by the way, I'm happy also to talk with you tonight about. Kamala Harris's chart um, because I think she's an interesting person to bring into the conversation since she was in the news this week, Um, you know, prominently in the news. And we can, of course, always talk about Joe Biden as we get closer to the election, but what things in Kamala's chart um, bring her closer to um, uh, one step closer to the Oval Office. Right. Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah. So that's exciting for her. So that's the, I think the the more global uh, political social thing. But Mars square Pluto in our own personal charts mm-hmm. thoughts. Mm-hmm. Do you have some thoughts? You tossing it back to me? Yeah. No. No. I'm not. No. I definitely have thoughts. I mean. Good. Our our it seems like our our personal wills have been crushed now for a while. Uh, they've been um, just limited. You know, we had Saturn was the acting planet for COVID, and that is the oppression, the limitation, all of that going on. So stuck in your home, um, not able to travel, uh, just a lot of um, hunkering down. And at one point, 
the furies are going to come out and the longer it's held down, um, you know, the more it is. So personal charts is very interesting. If you take a look at your own, where in your chart do you have Aries? Where do you have that willful energy? What part uh, or arena of your life um, do you just got to get that creative juices going? Correct. And for the listeners who who need more clarification for that, um, you know, your chart is based on a time uh, of day. And so your houses um, in the chart that that have 12 houses and one of the houses is going to be Aries. So even if we're not in Aries and even if we don't have any planets in Aries in our chart, all of us is capable of having Aries energy. We all have a a will um, and we all have a... um, a direction in life that we want to bring our Mars to. We all, we all feel motivated. So we all have a Mars to do something and we all have an Aries energy, the personal vision and will. So finding that out can be very enlightening. And um, we can see um, talking about that, that Kamala Harris has the moon in Aries and she has moon in Aries in the 11th house, which is interesting. She certainly is probably friends with a lot of powerful women. <laughs> I would imagine, uh-huh. I would imagine that she is. And the 11th house is the house of friendship and community and colleagues and um, social groups. And uh, her having moon in Aries there uh, makes her altruistic in some ways, legitimately altruistic, but it also does give her when they say Kamala Harris is a fighter um, that's where that comes from, you know, comes from her having moon and Aries because they like, uh, making happen what they visualize, you know, they, 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 they nothing really stands in their way. They don't like, they don't like taking no for an answer. <laughs> yeah. Which is a interesting recipe for a politician for sure. And especially a woman of color politician, you know, I mean, I know she's known as getting things done. That's part of her, her, you know, legacy is somebody who has tackled some things that are really important. I know there's um, some things with uh, the police and um, she was one of, you know, a top head in California. So she was, she she was, she was, she, and, and then she just moved straight into that senatorial role. And uh, yeah, she, she does look uh, rather charismatic in that way, like her charismatic rise to power. Um, (laughs) Fascinatingly, she is a Libra um, with several planets in um, uh, Virgo, including her Venus, but she also has a couple of planets in Scorpio, including her Mercury, which makes her very sharp-minded, and that's her ruling planet because she has Gemini rising. But just make a note of the fact that her ruling planet is in Mercury, uh, is, is is in Scorpio, is Mercury in Scorpio, and her Venus is conjunct Pluto which gives this incredible plutonic scorpionic energy to her femininity. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Joe Biden is a Scorpio. So mm-hmm. I, I would think that I would think that the two of them, you know, Kamala Harris, now that she's in this situation of really running for office, right. She's been thrown. Joe Biden's really been running for office since last summer. And Kamala Harris didn't know she was going to be running on a presidential ticket. So it's pretty fascinating. Um, it's very how, fascinating. Well, I, and Joe Biden actually was running since like '88. That's when I read he he actually ran. Yeah. He was on the ticket for a very long time. So yeah, he's definitely the oldie here, and she's the newbie. But she, but that I like all that 
Scorpio. It gives a lot of depth oh, to yeah. her. It, it, look, she's got a grand trine in air in 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 the middle of the chart and a um, a kite formation with the peak of the kite pointed towards the moon. So that that moon in Aries is supposed to enact her individual will and her individual power in as far as how far she's supposed to be able to go. And um, I, she doesn't necessarily have the strong um, charismatic charm of a, of an, of an Alejandro Ocasio-Cortez um, who's sort of, but, but, but by the same token, Kamala Harris is not as frightening to the, to the general population. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, yeah. when, when Which we is talk about, yeah. Cause she's got um, two Pisces at the mid heaven. So her like most public uh, persona or what we think of her is a little bit maybe softer or a little bit more empathetic or, I mean, that moon and softer, Aries. Softer, but the ruling planet of the midheaven is Mercury, is, is Neptune and Scorpio in the fifth house, which is, for the listeners, the ruling planet of her personal reputation and public appearances is in the house of Leo. So mm-hmm. there's a lot, there's more fire. There's even more fire in her chart and, and a desire to accomplish things. It reminds me of certain charts that have this strong fifth house. Uh, her ruling planet is in the fifth. Hmm. Um, just very, just a very strong need to um, be seen and take on a leadership okay. role, which doesn't come easily necessarily to that Scorpio energy, but may come more easily to Libra. So her grand trine in air, everybody, she's got planets in, um, she has a Gemini rising. She has Saturn in Aquarius and she has the sun in Libra. That's all three air signs in her chart. And it makes her excel at communication, diplomacy, words, language, friendship, Commitment, uh, camaraderie, colleague, colleagueship, yes, compromise, yeah, yeah and yeah. intellect, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So, having a grand trine in air gives her the full range of what's available from the realm of the mind, and and the realm of communication, and that's amazing. Um, yeah, I would say that her Mars in Leo is, is a certain setback for her a bit um, because it is, it, it is part of a, of a T square that she has in her chart with Neptune. It's a little wide. Um, it's a little wide, meaning that the angle is a little wide, meaning it's a little weaker, which is good. We're, we're glad that she doesn't have that, but yeah. this Neptune square Mars is a little dicey because if they get into office, um, they're going to have some issues of betrayal um, inside their own, um, you know, working environment because of yeah. how transiting Uranus is going to activate that T-square. Um, so we'll we'll look out for that and we'll keep Kamala, comp- uh, you know, um, uh, aware of all of that. <laughs> We'll, 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 we'll just we'll give her a call from her local we'll, astrologers and no, let we'll her just know. Send, we'll send her a link to the Inside Connection, and she can <laughs> she can just listen to it in the privacy of her own Oval Office wing. So, oh, girl, um, <laughs> yes, 
That Mars and Leo yeah. is interesting. The white, I mean, it's the White House again, wig. In the White Mars House. And yeah, she, Mars yeah, and Leo. Mars and Leo. But I mean, she's going to project that onto her, onto the men in her life, you know? Yeah. She's definitely right, going to project right. that onto the men in her life, right? Her Mars is conjunct Donald Trump's Mars. <laughs> Um, yeah, so they both so have that strong, but she's such a smart, smart person. Um, and that's, that's evidence in that grand trine and error. Mm-hmm. What puts her, what puts her interestingly, um, on the top at this time could very well be Saturn and, and the Saturn squaring her moon and Saturn squaring, you know, her, her son. And even though that would have created difficulties in the process, um, once overcome and once you succumb, once you surrender to the focus and discipline that Saturn demands, um, you can achieve anything out of a Saturn square. It's a very powerful energy by even by square because it's saying shed this, move this way, discipline yourself in this way, focus on this, and then you get the prize. Beautiful. You know, Saturn squares are, are still incredibly powerful at um, getting rid of the, the dross the dross. Yeah. The dross. The, it's a good word. The, yeah. The, the weeds, the, but it's more like uh, the seaweed that clings to you when you come out of the ocean. Ah, that's a good metaphor. Yeah. Right. Disgusting. Get it out. You can yeah, swim faster it's just, without it's, it. It's heavy. It's heavy and it's wet and yeah. it's, and it, and it's just collecting dust. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I do really like her that she has Saturn in Aquarius because I feel like that is what we're going into at the end of this year. Saturn's, I mean, we already had that, you know, Saturn jumped Christina, in. Christina, if they win, if they win, that Saturn in Aquarius could very well mean that she becomes president at the time of her Saturn return. Yeah, I, I see that. I definitely see that interesting interesting um to think about to ponder because to me she's we're about to go into a couple years of having saturn in aquarius so it's going to be lessons for all of us on community that doesn't doesn't mean necessarily mean that joe biden has to die it can mean that joe biden just steps down it's just like you know what i'm setting this up for all of you Thank God we won. I'm handing it all over to Kamala. She's amazing. I'm Can stepping down. I love, I love you all. Thanks for the couple of good years, and I'm riding off into the sunset to go be with my <laughs> wife. Yes, at 80 years old. Yeah, that is a very big possibility, especially because Kamala is young, on the young side, too. Then, yeah, on, like a second, on a second note, her Saturn return is also consistent with the 2023 election. Oh, Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Well, the, the elections in 2024, right? So 2023, meaning the campaign, and then going into the election of 2024. So, yes, Saturn is in Pisces, conjunct her midheaven in 2024. So that's some big change because she's certainly going to create a career peak between now and 2024. And then it says that this is not the end for her. That you right. know she has a she has a career peak in 2024, and well, yeah, um, and uh, people that can't see her chart, she's got. We're talking about Saturn, but Saturn is basically right on her career peak point. Correct. So uh, that speaks to you know kind of going either way, either a, a large fall from the top or a final victory dance 
at the tippy top of a mountain. Seems unlikely, although there are other things going on at that time, including Pluto um, squaring her sun and squaring her moon. <laughs> so, oh, so oh. that's a that's a lot. That's a lot. And Kamala does have a really big year in 2023. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, that look again, that Pluto square the sun, Pluto square the moon could basically just represent a significant death in her environment. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. A loss or a purging yeah. of some sort. A loss, yeah, a loss or change or purging, exactly. Yeah. So I'd like to go back a little bit with the few minutes that we have left back to the Mars square Pluto topic. Um, and, you know, just, just look again at this first stage of it. So we have three basic stages of Mars square Pluto, this direct stage, then Mars will go retrograde for um, most of September, October, and the half of first half of November. Um, that will actually be the second stage. And then the third stage is going to be November and December and a little bit of January when Mars goes direct. Um, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. We're only in August and we're talking about six months of a really heavy Mars. Clearly, it has something to do with the election. Clearly, mm-hmm. because yeah. it doesn't Tension resolve. Filled. It doesn't resolve until the inauguration. Right. Oh my gosh! And, yeah, and and so for the United States, I know the globe's going to go through this alignment. It's not just a U.S.-based thing, but right. of course the globe is going to go through the presidential election. There's no way for citizens of the of the entire Earth to not be affected by what we decide in November. So yeah. I see this first stage as the opening salvos. Right? It's going to be both conventions. Mm-hmm. So what aggressive tone do they both take? Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, Kamala Harris as a prosecutor is definitely going to be bringing about the illegalities of the Trump campaign and the illegalities of the Trump White House. And she'll be hammering that message home, I'm sure. Joe Biden really wants to um, sort of bring us together and talk about values and integrity and these kinds of things. And I think, I think that's what we've really ended up with is we've ended up with an election between um, differing ideas of decency and integrity. Mm. Um, And not to say that the Democrats are flawless because certainly they're not. Um, But there is a stark contrast between the present Republican Party and the present Democratic Party. I think in the past, the Republicans, um, they, they had a, a, a stronger sense now because Trump's in office. It's whatever goes, whatever goes, you know, just please him. And however he acts, the people don't seem to care. So, um, you know, we don't care either. And it, it, it's actually taken them down a moral notch, um, I think, in the eyes yeah. of, a, of a large portion of the, of the electorate. So, um, first stage is the opening salvo. Um, what are going to be the opening shots that are going to be um, sort of fired, fired from both sides? I mean, Trump, of course, is now is questioning Biden's uh, um, mental Health. acuity, right? Yeah. And he's also he's right. also questioning Joe Biden's religious beliefs, which is very interesting. He's trying to make him out to be an amoral. Uh, you know, and mentally incompetent old fool, which is very funny coming from Trump. 
So, um, you know, on both accounts there. And maybe the show will get a little more political as we get closer to November. Um, but, you know, I'd like to give a fair shake um, yeah. to both sides. God help us. Um, so um, <laughs> I wanted to look at with you at, at the, um, the, uh, the fall 2020. And we definitely have a, a new moon coming up. Not so far. I don't even think it's a week from now. Um, right. Because I saw the amazing crescent moon today um, during the day. It, it's, uh, the sky was very blue, and mm. um, I was able to see that crescent moon. And I said to my son, look, the, the moon is approaching the sun, you know, and you could just feel that another cycle is about to start. And um, that's going to be um, the uh, the new moon in... Is it is it Leo? Yeah, it is Leo, and it's. I think we're we're gonna do our our next show is on it's on Wednesday the nineteenth. Pretty sure. Uh, right. Yeah, it is. It's on Wednesday the nineteenth. So our next show is going to be on that new moon energy, new moon in Leo. Um, and uh, interestingly, that new moon is con- conjunct Trump's ascendant. So it's it's going to activate Donald Trump's personality in a very dramatic, kingly, authoritative fashion. So we can oh expect gosh. to see a little bit of that. And there'll be more about that next week when you guys join us again. I want to thank you always for being with me, Christina. It's such a joy and a delight to have a conversation with you about astrology. I agree. It's so much fun. And again, if anybody wants to call in, we're just, we have so much fun on this show. We love people bringing people in. Call in. Call in, find us at sageofstars.com, Sage of Stars on Twitter and Facebook. We love your feedback. We love your comments. We love to hear from you. And other than that, we hope you have a beautiful evening. We'll be here next Wednesday at 6 o'clock p.m. Pacific for the conversation of the new moon in Leo. Everybody have a beautiful night. Thanks for joining us tonight. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.